Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our mystery producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing fine. I've just, um, I am still settling into my grieving process that we will never see Tenant in theaters. It's never going to happen. And yeah, it's a loss, but we'll yeah. survive. It is a loss. It is a loss. I, I saw that news earlier today and that uh, once again, not only did they decide to push it back, they just said, F it. We're just going to say to be determined, postpone it definitely here in the United States. But I guess, you know, maybe we can see a bootleg copy when it airs, when it drops in the theaters overseas. Uh, but uh, see, that uh, pisses me off even more. Yeah, it, it's. It, sh- it should be all or nothing. It shouldn't be this thing where this part of the world gets it, but this part doesn't. Because you know with technology, spoilers are going to leak. Oh, yeah. And whatever you do see is going to be the crummiest version. And those films that he produces, it's all about that experience. It really so, is. Honestly, I would have been even fine had they just said it's postponed indefinitely because Newsflash all movies right now are postponed indefinitely. They have quote-unquote release dates, but no one is taking them seriously. <laughs> oh, not at all. Not at all. And I, I know, I saw where the, I think the head of the, Moose, the trade association for movie theaters was interviewed this evening, and he was talking about how uh, in some places, some theaters could open because, you know, their COVID numbers aren't as bad and stuff. And a lot of theaters have put in a lot of safety precautions and, and other things. And, and in some states, I mean, they've even, even sued to, to reopen. But at, at the end of the day, I mean, how people are really going to feel comfortable going to, to a theater at this point? Mm-hmm. And, and also, I know it, there has been some drive-through theaters reopening and there's been a resurgence of, of that uh, that platform to, to, to see things so I mean there's that and and then some people were like well can't just Nolan get over it and just release it to video and 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 you're right I mean his films really are designed to be a, a true theatrical experience versus some of these straight the Netflix films that we that we see sometimes and like for example old guard but <laughs> yeah uh it, so you I, know it, it just you just can't you, you really need to experience his films on the big screen so i don't think he's being pretentious that way or anything like that i mean i think he put a lot of work into his craft into the craft and and it should be experienced as such yeah no i i agree honestly if they're doing this whole this half of the world re- receives it now and then this half wait just just put it on dvd Put it put it on some kind of streaming service. I think I blame WB for not being as proactive as Disney is, where Disney has a streaming um, service. So had this movie been under them, mm. I, I I bet you that it would have dropped on Disney Plus. I don't know. So they would be in the talks to drop it because yeah. you can always do a re-release. You I, can. I mean, yeah. get the money while you can. Nothing. Everything is starting to slow down. The everyone is hungry for for more entertainment, and so even if you drop it on a streaming service, I understand that's not going to do much for overall box office. However, 
you're going to earn at least some of it. You're going to get attention probably onto other films. It's just, it's annoying to me how I, I know this movie's going to get spoiled for me. And I'm at the point, I've only seen one trailer. Only yeah. seen one trailer. Have no intention of seeing anything else because I personally think trailers ruin movies. And and I don't want this movie ruined. And I have a feeling it will be because of this stupid release date plan that they have. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess, I think, yeah, I, I think they'll probably, but even with that, I, I knew, I think in China, I think they have like a strict two-hour limit for, for their films. So who knows? I mean, it, it, it may not even get be able to be released there at this point. So, but I oh, think it's you're, under two hours. They already confirmed that. Yeah. It's one of the shortest movies. Yeah, it's true. That's true. I thought it was about two twenty or something like that, though. No, no, okay. I, I, I saw, I saw it was like real short. Okay. <laughs> I know it's one of the shortest ones, but I thought it was still just a. I thought, I, I thought it was impossible for Christopher Nolan to make a film under two hours. <laughs> no, no, because Dunkirk was really short. That's true. That's true. And the following, I think, was really short, which is yeah. his first movie. But this isn't a Christopher Nolan podcast, and we've beat this. About as much as he has. So moving on. Yeah, moving on. Moving <laughs> Other on. release dates. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier delayed, but WandaVision is still on time for December. I don't know how to feel about this because I have personally, I remember about a year ago, I said I was looking more forward to WandaVision than I was Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And then the news about WandaVision started to stop, and I felt as if there was more hype around Winter Soldier and Falcon. Mm -hmm. So now that they've kind of shifted, I'm a bit disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was supposed to come out next month, and and I think they were pretty close to finishing up the finishing up the season. Uh, so it, it is disappointing that. That they didn't even consider maybe dropping some of it, and then just once they could finish filming the, I think the remaining two or so episodes that they had left, at least at least give us something. Right. <laughs> because yeah, because I, I I think you're right. I I was getting more hyped, especially as I start seeing some of the production stills and 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 news about the about the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I was really looking forward to like okay August okay we have uh, a void after Comic Con to uh, to fill the you know to enjoy the, the end of the summer but uh, of course now it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Yeah, but you know a few months from now after they run their campaign for Wandavision it'll it'll be Falcon who Winter Soldier who we yeah, true because true. I I think I think. Maybe they're doing this on purpose. They don't want people going into this with high expectations. They they want it to be fresh. They want people to to find it and embrace it. And and I honestly still think people underestimate it. I understand how everything was shown and the cheesiness, but ever since somebody pointed out how Vision turned black and white when he got killed. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at some of the trailers and you notice some are in color, some are in black and white, I think there's going to be a lot of layers here. So 
hopefully they they pull it off. They probably will. By Christmas, I'm just going to be desperate for something, some kind yeah. of spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's like you said earlier, uh, at this point, release dates are, are, are nothing. Uh, so at least we know WandaVision is been finished. We will at least have The Mandalorian Season 2 to help to hold us over in the in, in, from October to, through November. And, of course, we have The Boys during September and first part of October. So we got, thankfully we have some other things, but yeah, that the, the cupboard is starting to get, uh, starting to get a little, little, little sparse. Yeah. 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 Little sparse. Um, speaking about things coming our way this weekend, San Diego comic-con will be at home and you know, this is not news to me. I've always experienced this comic con through home. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and I true. love it that way. Uh, you, it's it's going to be interesting, though, considering a lot of the panels and a lot of the 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 fun, at least for your average person who doesn't go to the events but does follow the news. I think it's all about release dates. It's all about casting news, updates on the projects, about the films, your your MCU, your DCEU. But this year, I don't I don't know how, what they're going to pull. It's kind of hard because there's so much that we were expecting to get this year that has been put on the back burner. And we can only watch the Black Widow trailer so many times before the the entire story is going to get ruined for us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think it's going to be interesting what everyone focuses on, what is announced, what isn't announced, and 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 what the overall reaction will be. Yeah, yeah. Because you know one of the cool things about at least the even though we all, we like you said we're used to watching it at home, but. There was a you know a spontaneity to it because it, it was yeah, obviously real time. People were tweeting out of holiday about things going on. From what I understand, with with the this upcoming event this week, it's about 350 panels. I mean, it's going to be all of them are going to be on YouTube, but most of the content is going to be pre-recorded, and so it's so that it, it's. I wonder, you know, that, that's, that spontaneity will be different now in that, um, it, man, I think, you know, we'll still be able to get the, you know, breaking news and all of those kind of things, but, uh, you know, it'll, it'll feel like, you know, it'll probably, it'll feel like watching, you know, a scripted program on, on YouTube versus, uh, you know, getting that, visceral like oh you, you know whenever the tweets drop and that first trailer drops and so I'll, it'll be interesting to see how they they integrate the the, the pre pre-recorded uh, items and 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 sync them up with releasing it to the to the wider social media realm uh given that uh that you know we don't we won't have that give and take uh from you know from the generic audience and instead of just be a hosted event mm-hmm. yep yep and the last bit of news is the beyonce black is king trailer dropped today for her new visual album 
Yeah. It's a visual album. It's a visual album. Like our, I think it's about an hour and 25 minute uh-huh. visual album uh, inspired by her her role in Lion King and uh, of course using this platform I think with just so many things in, in that's going on in the world right now I think she was using this to, to drop some new content and, and hell it's like I, I was looking at the, the stats on the YouTube official release from uh, Disney and it was like close to 2 million Two million views just on just on the trailer that dropped over the weekend. So it's just, uh, you know, obviously she is a, a, an industry in and of herself. With and I think Jay Z is a part, you know, a part of this, and Farrell and 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 some others as well. So it's I don't, quite, I don't think either of them. Uh, you you put their names on it. Yeah. So maybe you get one million. You put Beyonce on it and only Beyonce on it. Yeah. yeah you're gonna get millions and millions of people because it's Beyonce. Like I, I yeah. it, it doesn't say Beyonce and Jay Z featuring yeah. Pharrell. It just says Beyonce. Beyonce, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. This is her thing, and I mean, it's, it's uh, it reminds me of when when Lemonade dropped a few years ago, and and so of course now she's, you know, she did sign a big deal with with Disney and and. And so this is, I think, part of that, uh, part of that, and you know, it drops July thirty first, and it will be, uh, it'll be an event, I am sure. Just oh. like just like Hamilton was his first. I, I was just gonna say it's it's just smart. Disney, say what you want about them, but for whatever reason, there's a reason why they they have bled millions billions of dollars through covid and yet they still are making such smart decisions about the content they're releasing on disney plus mm-hmm. i mean to get hamilton rights and to release it over fourth of july weekend of all all things yeah and now to conclude the month with with beyonce who yeah lemonade was huge but Lemonades didn't have this platform. I can only imagine what this is going to do. It's just it's just smart. Yeah. I really wish they could just get their crap together and figure out Winter Soldier and Falcon. <laughs> exactly. But, <Yeah>. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, okay. We do have some things to talk about because we got to cover Doom Patrol and then two episodes of Stargirl. So, yeah. let's first head to with Dorothy, Niles, and Cliff. You know, honestly, I was thinking about it right before um, logging on, and this week's episode of Doom Patrol was fine. I think it, it resolved a lot. It was needed. It's not wasted time because... They're, they needed to deal with the fallout from last week's episodes, yeah. especially with Jane and what happened to her and Dorothy and um, Larry and Rita. But I also, there, there, there is not that much where when getting ready tonight, I was thinking to myself, oh, I can't wait to talk to Will about this, this, and this. And usually I'm like that when we talk Doom Patrol. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I whenever I was watching the episode, whenever it ended, and even while I was watching it, one of the things that kept coming to my mind was there's a lot of threads that they're setting up here for the closeout of the of the remainder of the season, because mm-hmm. 
it was you're right. I mean, they did they did have to follow up from that ending that we had last week where we had uh, Flaming Katie and, and Baby Doll. The big question: Did Candlemaker kill them? And and of course we we see the after effects of 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 Jane when episode opens you know with her basically uh, all in candle wax from from the what happened what transpired there but but you're right if if if, if it, it did feel like a bridge episode in, in many ways and and yep. and the great thing and 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 again what makes this series work so well is even when they do have a bridge episode it, it still hits the right beats and 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 like you said it, it doesn't feel like a wasted episode but it, but it, it to me uh, that was my sort of initial takeaway from it after i finished watching it yeah yeah i think there was also a lot of space mm-hmm. um pun intended in this episode where we we got through a few episodes where there were a lot of pairs. There were a lot of teamwork. And then in this episode, yes, Cliff and Niles go on their adventure, but everyone else was kind of isolated. I mean, we yeah. had Rita um, learning about the the real our town yeah. that she will be performing in, which, surprise alert, um, has um, is basically a retelling of events from season one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 it kind of and then we find out well, this is needed because Rita really under starts to understand what is her mental block mm-hmm. and why her mother is still still making preventing her from really embracing her powers and becoming who she is meant to be now in her current state. Um, and I thought that was a good scene at the yeah. end. It took a while to get there though. It did, um, but 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 I understood it when when we had that moment and she was kind of going, understanding from from a fellow actor, <laughs> what that character is all about and what really the blob lady wants at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but also, it was uh, speaking of the the blob lady, what, it did show the growth of Rita, even though she she's understanding the mental block. Mm-hmm. As far as that keeps her from fully realizing her powers, we have seen some growth in Rita though, because if she had gotten that dressing that you know, that dressing down or or of hearing what other people thought of the of her before, she would have completely blobbed out in hearing all those things that the that the other actress was saying in that in that moment mm-hmm. so so i think we are seeing advances with the various characters as far as them healing from some of the earlier scars that they have they've had that have been inflicted from by now scalder right i i agree i think this season proves that rita has experienced arguably the most growth Especially when we compare her to Larry, because I, I love Larry. I and I, I thought the initial episodes, everything to do with his family was really interesting. We spent a lot of season one where it was more about him grapple coming to terms with his sexuality on top of 
the monster that he's become. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but this season, there's something about it where now that we're we've reconciled with the, with his family, it just it, it didn't work for me this episode where where I I was like, okay, Space Lady and Larry got it, but too bad he doesn't like women, so oh, she has a negative spirit too. Hmm. <laughs> it's just that I did I didn't it fell flat for me if I'm being honest. It just didn't work for me. I, I got it, but I I feel maybe I hold the writers to a higher standard. I just thought that they could they could have done that more creatively. Um when really it felt almost like we need Dorothy and Niles to end up in space. So we're going to create this and, oh, we need to do something with Larry. So we're going to say that these people have negative spirits too. Yeah. Well, but I think, you know, but again, to your point about them never wasting a a scene or wasting a show. So Valentina Vostok, who also, I think she did serve a purpose and, and it, it, one of the things you added in, in your in your show notes is like how was Larry different and what what was the different thing between the two of them and so clearly this episode explores how she pretty she started out that that way as far as the learning how to to come to, to terms with with her negative spirit and and interest, interestingly enough in the comic book this character actually plays a pretty pivotal role because, and I don't know if they'll integrate this into, into this season or, or future, future seasons, but Larry, Larry goes, uh, is presumed dead and the negative spirit, uh, that he had and that inhabits Larry goes over to Valentina and, and turns out Larry's negative spirit, the, Negative man is, was very very toxic, and she she basically became negative woman and and took his place on the, the on the Doom Patrol, mm. and but because but she whereas she was able her negative spirit she was able to they were able to harmonize and, and at the radiation not harm her, the same effects that happened to Larry ends up happening to Valentina, and mm-hmm. she ends up wearing the bandages as well. So you know so you know she goes off. To find at the end of the episode, you know, I guess she was going to just check in with things back in, in Mother Russia. But I have a feeling we're going to, you know, especially knowing the, you know, from the comic the, the role that that character plays. You know, I could see her showing up again, like Flex has Mentalo, and, and, and helping team out and especially if something it does end up happening happening to larry because you know the bureau of normalcy is still out out there and they've already was able to you know almost capture him again with you know through a son so you know any there's any number of ways that that they could you know weave the story from the comics into into the show and then and then of course you know was it spies and zip <laughs> i mean the, the, i guess they determined they have some spores Mm-hmm. In them, and so again, I mean, will these spores end up? And they just left them kind of just an open grave. So, 
Yeah, that was that was dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was sort of like, hmm, you're leaving an open grade. They have some spores. Now, could these spores be used to help Niles, or is Niles going to use them to his advantage, given that he's, you know, the duplicitous son of a bitch that he is? Or, or, you know, or will Candlemaker, could it be? So, yeah. So there's just, there's little things that, you know, maybe not be utilized this season but i think they set the stage for some stories that they'll they'll probably revisit down the road i i think the big difference though is i'm not familiar with the comics so for me how this was written it didn't work without any knowledge outside knowledge of the uh, easter eggs or the potential tie-ins um which based on your understanding and knowledge about the books it makes sense now it makes a lot more sense and so i guess to me if if they were really setting it up for that i i would have i would like to see more i don't i don't know where i'm going with this no. but but it didn't work and i think a lot of ha- that had to do with just me not having knowledge about the books and who these characters could be and how they could be used I do think you're spot on with the spores that 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 was just dumb. Yeah. Um, but but again, you have these characters who are wrapping up their own storylines um, and still coming to terms with things, which I just wish there was a little bit more com- um, progression. Mm-hmm. Um, and meanwhile, so that's already two characters who are off on their own. And then we have Vic who we see him and Ronnie still in their honeymoon period. And he learns more about her tech. Um, Not only is it Star Labs tech, but it is also they didn't do the best job, because they're the military, on, on ripping it out of her, which when they did that procedure, they left behind some parts and they left some leaks. And now she's basically dying from the inside out. Yeah. Yeah, I, she is dying for the inside out. So, I, you know, with uh, Vic and, and this and this story with Ronnie and how fast he he has like fallen for her and and I and I think about whenever he called when he called Silas and and was, you know, Silas was like ah I, I see what's going on here, son, <laughs> trying to get some fatherly advice and also you know Vic was trying to. See if he get Star Labs tech to help 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 cure Ronnie of this of the you know the leak in, within her system because of all the tech being ripped out. Uh, I, it was it, it again highlighted how the very complex relationship between Vic and his father is, and and but also how his father was just like just just watch watch yourself don't don't fall so so fast that you lose perspective and and so because you know vic vic it vic did fall pretty pretty hard pretty fast for for ronnie and so yeah i thought it was was, i thought it was a good warning now will vic will vic listen probably not i mean after all ronnie told him not to hack into the system and then he was like he just did it anyway so uh because and 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 because of that i mean as we know, I mean, every every action has a consequence. So, uh, even in, in, in trying to save her, he, he may end up creating creating more problems for for the both of them. Uh, and and, si- and Silas just may be correct. 
uh, and, and we'll tell Vic, I told you so. Right, right. I, I mean, let's face this, face it. Um, Silas's advice, he, it came too late. He already got his fatherly advice from Cliff during the previous episode, you know, mm-hmm. partners in crime. Yep. Stone and steel for life. <laughs> so, so he didn't really need it. Um, I, I am, I am glad <clears throat> that they not only brought back Ronnie, but they also are leading us down this trail more into Star Labs, and and I, I love that line from Silas that we, I had to get the money to make mm-hmm. you possible. Mm-hmm. And so there, if if Vic really um, had what I call empathy, <laughs> you would that would trouble him a bit more. And I wonder if if Ronnie ultimately dies at the end of the season, or maybe in the future, if he goes back to that moment and really understands that that how she in a way was a sacrifice for him just because if his if his dad didn't get that money after selling the tech then then he wouldn't still be alive he would have died um during the accident right right so so it's it, it was a really good tie in and that's something i like about this show is they they will they will drop a lot of exposition because they do some wacky crap Mm-hmm. But along with the um, expedition, there's some really subtle hints of potential seeds and threads that can be pulled later on. So yeah. as yeah. much as this felt kind of like, oh, there's Vic. <laughs> when can we get back to space? Um, and I, yeah, I could see the potential of where they're going to go with this for the rest of the season. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, all right. So speaking about Cliff. Yeah. Cliff gets some one-on-one time with Niles. He he really deserved it. Um, and and Cliff Cliff is interesting because I never know what version we're gonna get of Cliff every episode. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know if he's gonna get high on X, if he's gonna have daydreams about being in a '70s cop show, if he's gonna I don't know, do something stupid, run yep. after Jane. And and this episode, he almost he almost played the straight man where everyone else around him was going insane, having their own adventures. And he just found himself following Niles into a spare spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just happened to have what else is in that garage? I'll tell you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, seriously, you did this, and yet you couldn't make this any better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but, and the thing is, even, even, but even the spaceship was like a cheat because he ended up having to use, you know, mm-hmm. devil magic to like even make it work. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's it's Niles. He you yeah. will. He is resourceful. I'll give him that. I will give him that. He is he is resourceful, although his methods are questionable. And yet, Cliff just follows after him, finds himself locked in the spaceship, going after Dorothy, and and we had some good moments. I mean, you had a father to father moment between Cliff and Niles, where Cliff realizes. 
as much as he's frustrated and, and very angry at Niles for everything he took away with his own daughter, mm-hmm. Cliff is also empathetic to him because he, he, under, he, he understands feeling so helpless while yep. raising a kid. Yep. Yep. He does. He does. It was, yeah, it was very, uh, you know, I was, as I was watching that and I, I realized that this, this series, yes, it's a bunch of, it's a superhero show, but it's just such a just dynamic character study and it's just a good morality tell about various situations that, that people, people go through and, mm-hmm. and, and, and like you said, you never know what cliff is going to show up, but this cliff, you know, he was, he, because he had the empathy even though he doesn't have any tactile feel or whatever, but he, he definitely has you know, that empathy for, it wasn't so much for, I thought it, one, it was just, he, like you said, he experienced that from his, with his own situation with his own daughter. But then he, you know, he confronts me, he talks to Niles about this. And then when he thinks about going into space, it, it, he realized that, you know, I really like, I like Dorothy and, mm-hmm. and, and and I thought about how Cliff has a, a, that same kind of you know dynamic with Jane as far yes, as exactly. yeah and and so this season where you know first season he was paired off with Jane to help her grow and and deal with the you know deal with trying to reconcile all the all the cat uh, people in the underground personalities in the underground this season is now working that with Dorothy because especially when they, you know, whenever he gets on the ship and they get, uh, go pres- presumably to the moon uh, and he walks out and, and finds her and, and has that real heart to heart moment with her as far as yeah, with the cliff and, and she's, you know, Dorothy's really feeling sad about losing Manny and, and her other imaginary friends uh, it, it, you know, it was he 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 gave that that real emotional selflessness as a father versus Niles' very selfish motivations to me. It seems to me as far as why he's trying to protect Dorothy. Right. I I, I don't think that this is the only thing or um, what this season is about for Cliff as a character because it was one moment. Um, when last season it felt as if Jane and him were paired up every other episode at least. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's still about Niles and, and Dorothy. And in this episode, Cliff really had to step in and, and have that moment where he, he did the exact same thing that he did when he first encountered Jane. It was, it was empathy. It was, I'm just going to listen. I'm not even going to talk. I'm going to mm-hmm. listen. And that's something that Niles doesn't do because, because when, when Cliff looks at Dorothy, he doesn't just see a young girl. He sees a, a, a thing, if you will, a, an experiment, a, a product of Niles and everything he gets into and all of this stuff. And, and by the end of the conversation, he then starts to understand, no, this is, this is a young girl who is also a, a somebody's daughter. Mm-hmm. 
who who honestly has more powers and all of these capabilities but she's not mature she 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 did what she did at dorothy was because she is a kid right and a kid who lost something that was close to her and and he can empathize with that with everything he's lost so so i think i think it, it had to be someone from the team to have that conversation with dorothy it couldn't be niles because no. not only is niles her dad but Niles is also the closest to normal out of all of them. Yeah. And so there isn't that that like freak heart to heart <laughs> <laughs> that that these and that's why these characters are all a family together. Mm-hmm. It's because at the end of the day, Niles is there, but Niles is still not part of Doom Patrol the way all of these other characters are because they're. Doom Patrol is a byproduct of Niles and his experiments. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, and, and Cliff did his best. He got the girl back on the ship, and Niles, in his selfishness, kicks him out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, what the? Saw that coming. Saw it coming. As yeah. I, was, I was looking at it, and I'm like, why is he there? And and Cliff's all the way over there. I think he's going to get kicked back to Earth. Yep. <laughs> all nice. right. We only we got to keep yeah. it moving because we do got to get to Stargirl. And, and we do have one more character to cover. Jane in the underground. Or is it Miranda? Because the one big thing that happens... Um, is really this idea that by the end of the episode, we we learn what quote unquote happens to the personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, they they get dropped down the well, which we learned about during the previous season, and and everyone assumes they're dead. But in the reality, and what we learn from Miranda is when you get dropped in the well, eventually you do resurface and you become reborn but the question is do you become reborn in a different way because jane's whole point is these the protector and the little girl are aspects of this of k's personality that is now lost right is now burned off and and what Kay in particular, the little girl in particular, was one of the few personalities who trusted men. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I, because she was one of the few. Yeah, I guess Baby Doll was the one who trusted men, and yep. so I mean, so with that aspect of the personalities gone. And, and, and Jane went to K to get to get Goddess too, and so will, will they be even more protective of of K, given that and and not trust Niles because basically the Niles, I guess the baby doll personality was was basically like the other the surrogate daughter for Niles, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so now that that's gone. And the rest, and Miranda is back in control, and you know, we we do know something happened to Miranda where she, you know, where she did have a traumatic event that forced her to throw herself in the well. Uh, will will that lead to them not trusting Niles anymore? 
and protecting K Jane protecting K even even more so that because they, they know how duplicitous Niles is. And and also, I mean, will will they even use could they potentially use the the uh, the well as a way to to help Niles? Um, yeah, you know, is there, is there's that possibility out there also. So, I mean, it was just a, a lot to mine with with that, and 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 also just how the character, the personalities view death as a construct within within the underground. That it, you know, that's not it's not a it's it's not a finite life is not a finite thing that you can you could be re, reborn into something else. Yeah, which makes sense because I honestly, I didn't, I I, I figured they were going to do something where, where they they eventually come back, um, but I was also not really figuring it would end up as a re reborn reincarnation thing, mm-hmm. um, because we are dealing with with the underground, which is in itself a construct of personalities and 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 an aspect of a human's um brain essentially so yeah no i i like where where they were headed and what what this will set up for for the final few episodes and that's really all i can say about this episode is yeah is yeah the bridge episode like where it's headed let's just continue down that path yeah, three episodes left. It's been a fast, but but so far, excellent season. All right. So, the Brainwave Saga. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I I am really, really, really liking this series. I, I, I just, I, I, every week, it, it just br- delivers in, in such a very, for me at least, very good way of uh, good storytelling good twist they actually went there uh, it's so refreshing to see that especially given i was worried whenever uh it was a teen based you know lead that i i, I thought it, was, it could have fallen down some 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 bad trope traps but so far i i've really been enjoying the season yeah i i this the show is growing on me I really need Mike to be able to handle staff and let's just call this star boy. Yeah. Moving forward. <laughs> I, I still, Courtney, she, at one point during the brainwave part two brainwave junior, she says, it's my birthright. Yeah. Okay. This is why I have a problem with Courtney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I still have a problem. I, yeah. As much as I love the show. I mean, Courtney's my least favorite character. Thank you, and there, that should—that's a problem. You're, it's so <laughs> funny to me how I agree with you. This show it does take the risks and it does go to places where you do not expect it to, and we will get there because something happens. But she just stands out like a Thor, and and honestly, in in Brainwaves Junior, I, the whole team was getting to me where. There's there. I think there is some still some issues that the adolescents mm-hmm. and and I get it. You you kind of they're the under underdogs because they're young. They don't have the experience and they're going going up against the ISA who are the the older people, more experienced and who have done this before. And and so they're 
They really want to drive that on. But honestly, they just come off as stupid. (laughs) (laughs) There's something about the decision-making process that that just irritates me. Yeah, it's that that underdeveloped prefrontal lobe. Yeah, and 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 maybe it's not just the fact that they're young kids because Mike is the youngest kid on the show and he says some of the smartest shit. Yeah, he does. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there's something about it where the choices that they end up making it's just so wrong it, it, or it's not even wrong, it's kind of like like here's a good example. And and Brainwaves Junior, which which I think is the better of the two episodes for obvious yeah. reasons, but you have to have the first part to really get there. Um, they're in the they're in the tunnels, and all of a sudden the goggles malfunction. Mm-hmm. Okay, she has been in the tunnels before, right? Where she lost reception. Why is this new information? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, see, I think so. I think that's what's so endearing about the the other members of the team in that they're all rookies. They're, they're finding their way because, and I think that's what's so refreshing about this show where, I mean, we, you know, we've, I mean, obviously with other shows, the characters get their powers, but they you know, but they've, they've gotten them when they're, they're, they're adults. And so they're dealing with adult issues and stuff here. These are, you know, these are teenagers and they're dealing with teenage problems and trying to just find their way. And but but it's but it's done in a in a way that yes it's, it's like hello you you were just in the tunnels a few week you know just a few episodes back you should realize that the things don't work there but yeah. at the same time it's like but it, but I, I it's believable to, to, that they would forget that and no, yeah I think it is Beth is the smartest one on that team and it True. was her she. Yeah was surprised by it. That's why it's not believable for me. Well, see, yeah, but if they were like all realized that, Oh, they, they remembered this and, and knew, knew that what was going to happen to, to me, that would, that would undermine the, the, the fact that they are teens and they're still learning how to learn in a superhero game. Oh, I'm not like, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining about everyone else's reaction. I'm complaining yeah. about us reaction. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. First yeah. one on the team, and then she goes down with her goggles and immediately freaks out because suddenly right. she can't hear hear the guy, and it's like, dude, you you did yeah. this two days ago. Fair enough. Fair. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, she, yeah, she of the team members. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I could definitely see our man, which you know, which he he he's a single man focused on Solomon Grundy, uh, doing something like that versus yeah versus Beth. That's true. Yeah, yeah, he, he and and he's starting to get to me because he makes, but but I also feel the way his character was introduced, all of his bad decisions make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Yolanda too, it, it's hard because her episode where you really understood what happened to her and how the Yolanda we met in episode one came to be and that was a result of henry's action you had all this sympathy and so my biggest struggle with that is 
there's been a lot of stuff that has happened since that episode. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to watch how mean she is to Henry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just dismissive um, and unforgiving. And so I wish my one critique is I wish that that episode had been closer together to this arc. Mm -hmm. So you would, you would, you, it, it would be more prevalent that yeah. pain because you really going back you you do see it you do see how she's not only it, it didn't it's not that it just hurt her she her relationship with her parents are completely screwed up yeah yeah she's she's isolated she's practically been disowned and he yeah. doesn't get that um but but i do i do appreciate how that was interwoven um and and needed throughout this episode to really um to have that redemption that at the end of the day he did get but it came with a sacrifice it did it did come with a sacrifice and and speaking of sacrifice and 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 other um things that we learn i mean like to go back to to the, the first episode brainwave itself there were several points that you know whenever the season whenever the series first started and it, we you know we, we we told everyone watch the DC universe version versus the CW version because there are some key points plot points that were that were cut that probably going to get cut out that would come back to um, make sense further in the story and, and a couple of them you know was the the whole brainwave uh how he you know the videos because we did you know there was a, a bit of the scene how of uh the videotapes in the brain in henry senior's closet that uh that got trimmed in the cw version so like whenever i saw whenever in the first episode when henry stumbled upon junior st- stumbled upon them I started watching them and, and learning more about how his father, manif- you know, started to manifest his powers, and, and I liked the way they they did the origin story for for Brainwave uh, in in the first episode, uh, and showing that same parallel path with Henry because it really did set up a better story for me seeing. You know they're going on that same path, and then, um, and things could have easily have turned where Henry Jr. could have easily, you know, end up just like his father. I mean, he did at the end of the at the end of episode Brainwave. He he ends up reading the, the lawyer's thoughts and realizes he's trying to cheat him out of his money, and he does well, kill the guy. Yeah, and it and it's not. It's not so much he ends up like him. It's more that throughout the course of the origin story, you really understand how this gift, this power, is a curse. Mm-hmm. And with that curse comes comes this poison into his mind and this belief because when you and and they they execute it perfectly to your point to to hear everyone's thoughts. You, you can't just say, I want to only hear good thoughts. Right. Because people do think good things. Mm-hmm. But we're also very negative. Yep. We also have, we, it's, we have both a devil and an angel on our shoulder. Yep. And, and I have to tell you, when times are rough, you really start listening to the devil half the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you say things, you think things. It doesn't mean, 
it's almost like a relief. Some people talk to themselves because they just need to get things out there. That doesn't mean that they actually hate this person or or really will follow through. But you can see how a mind reader that would warp them and their perception of reality. So so I think they set that up, and then they also. I, I we all know I don't like Courtney. I think she's um, not the well, the worst character. Will's words, not mine. But <laughs> she did. She was she was probably the best written in yeah. the first episode of this arc. Yeah, because everything she says to Henry um, is the truth and is. is actually good guidance and good wisdom, and it's as if she aged. 16 years or something yeah um and 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 it really and and you see it how it's not taken that way initially but by the end of the second episode everything that courtney said is right and he understands it and that's why he makes that decision at the end to sacrifice himself yeah yeah that's a good that's a very good point and 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 i I know i'm sometimes very critical of courtney but you you are right her her conversations with them and 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 trying to get him to team up with the rest of the new JSA uh, yeah, it, it did you know these two chapters in this story did work well together because of that setup that they did in in the brainwave part one episode yeah. and 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 then also just you know close you know thinking about the brainwave part one episode and uh how they start interweaving in some of the other pieces of of why pat is in blue valley why the janitor was you know recognized stripesy at the end of the shiv Mm -hmm. episodes um and, and and some of pat's you know background as far as with the you know with the uh uh the, the knights, the uh, his, the first team that he was part of, uh, gosh, I'm blanking on the name now. The Seven Soldiers of Victory, I think, is what they call them, and and how that again tying all the things from earlier in the season, you know, those little glimpses of of things like the 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 uh, the map that was leading the Blue Valley, which you know definitely. Gets us to you know starts us off in, in episodes two with Brainwave Junior how Pat and and, and Barbara meet um, mm-hmm. those you know all those little all those little nuggets are I, I, I'm liking the way they're pulling all those various threads together in, as as the season progresses um, and, and also the simple fact of uh, you know as far as choices and decision making you know Pat constantly trying to uh, as the season has progressed tell Barbara what's going on and uh, of course Courtney kept hushing him but um, you know they they do end up finding the staff you know Barbara does end up finding the staff and that moment was like you know saw it coming but I but I but carrying it forward to Brainwave Jr. uh, it was just genuine anger and genuine distrust that you know they didn't just solve it all by the end of the episode uh with 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 pat and and barbara 
right. which was a very you know again that's why I liked about the storytelling and why I liked they, that they went there they you know they they did have the uh, lies blow up in their face but also you know we just didn't or make it all lies. better yeah these lies yeah or yep. these because yeah. again, that's not that's not. It's very irritating when Pat is the adult, and yet Courtney just continues to to push this other narrative as if no one else can know, only her and Pat. And it's it's like why? 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 Yeah. this? Why? And and you and you you're doing this because of your your what you perceive who you perceive to be your father, mm-hmm. which is another thing. So, so Courtney, you're gonna tell your mom, "Hey, this is Starman. Here's yeah. <laughs> 500 photos of him. She's gonna look at them and then tell you Starman was not my father. And oh yeah, he's not wearing a mask. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna go with Barbara. Um, I I would hope she would remember who she slept with. I would hope um, so. And what they looked like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which they they left that thread. We did see an email get sent to Sam. Who, and we don't know what it, the response was. We don't know if it was declined. It looked like a reply message. Yeah. Um. So, so and, we we found out that we also found out some interesting lineage about Starman himself, mm-hmm. where it turns out, and what really allows the these Henry to get pushed. And torn apart and and kind of come full circle is this idea that we learn we brainwave comes out of a coma, can't remember the past ten years. Right. Ten years ago is when the ISA killed the JSA. Mm-hmm. And during that icicle kills Starman, who happens to be the the brother of of Brainwave. Or brainwave's wife. Wife, yep. Who who then wants her own vengeance, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. And and Jordan. Now, okay, I don't know if it was completely brainwave who killed his wife, because the moment that the, the, they bring up the memories and she was ice cold. I'm immediately like, damn it, Jordan. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. Your wife die. Die. <laughs> Not everyone's wife has to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so I, I, I'm, there has to be more to that, especially if Henry was correct, correct in his assumption that there was this push and pull between Jordan and Brainwave's wife on, on for his soul essentially yeah yeah whether he'd be good or bad and and ultimately she lost and and he became this this henchman and shut off basically any affection or love that he could have towards his son yeah yeah i mean it's interesting with the 10 years because i know yeah it was like yeah because he loses 10 years whenever he had he went to the coma after fighting star girl and you know the initial fight is was ten years ago, so you know I, 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 there's definitely some manipulation there where Jordan, you you know, used that knowledge that Starman's brother was 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 Henry's wife to, to as leverage of something mm-hmm. to to to, get, to keep Brainwave in the ISA, 
And mm-hmm. we've seen that early on in the season, like with, uh, with, uh, the, the magician. So, I mean, and, and I mean, also, you know, not only Jordan, but Jordan's parents, I mean, they, they were some, some shady old people. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They, yeah. You know, you know, cause whenever in the first episode, when they came over to have dinner with the Dugans and, and, and give the, that Norwegian prayer, and you know, I think if I recall, there was some lines of like vengeance or something like that in in it. Um, you know, and then of course Barbara being very wise, fast forward to episode two, Brainwave Junior, and and records them whenever they're speaking Norwegian and was able to translate what they said. Um, it you know it definitely sets, it definitely shows not only Jordan has. You know, clearly, clearly evil intents, but his parents are just equally in, engaged with all of this. And and poor Cameron is sort of the odd kid left out who I don't, you know, he, he clearly has no idea what's going on. And, Cameron even on the show, does he get like a guest spot every with every time he shows up? Because this kid maybe has one or two lines. Mm-hmm. All he does is sit in the corner of the room, make eyes at Courtney. God knows why, because we've never seen a really good interaction between them. Right. Um, this yeah. is not shippable material. Will. <laughs> I know you can't. You can't make a video yet out of this. I, <laughs> I, I will. That'll be the day if I ever make a, a ship video out of this, because this is not. This is not what shipping is. This is not yeah. a romantic arc, and and I just see it. I see Courtney killing Jordan, Cameron finding out, Cameron wanting vengeance, and but I liked you, blah blah blah, and and and. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. you liked her because she she smiled at you in the hallway one day, kid. I don't I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I I don't get I don't get it either. It's nothing there because even with the dinner, they like you know they had this weird kind of hug, kind you know. I was just like oh, I'm just not feeling it. And you're right. I think it, it if they're trying to set up a romantic arc between the two of them, it, it's fair. It, that's probably where one area where they, it has been under underdeveloped, which um, is shocking because. For whatever reason, I'm getting real sci- vibes that they're gonna put our man and um, and um, Yolanda together, Rick and Yolanda together. Yeah. Next season, I mean yeah. that's that's writing on the wall. That's yeah, it is, it is, it, it, that's definitely writing on the wall, and uh, you know, and and other writing on the wall is uh, Sam Curtis line. Is another one that, uh, again, uh, blowing up Courtney's idea of Starman being her father, uh, because again, that was one of those cuts that was made early in the, in the, with the, the very first episode. And when we talked about that, I was like, "Oh, you know, they they made those cuts between the CW show and and the original." And of course, now fast forward, we get Sam Curtis, and of course, Sam Curtis in the comics is it is indeed Courtney's father, but he's not Starman. He was just like part of some other underworld group and he was like kind of the low man on the totem pole for it. So uh, so you know there's there's another piece that's going to eventually that if she's gonna drop on that uh as far as uh, Courtney finding out the the truth and 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 and, and how that's gonna enter you know how that's going to impact her relationship with Pat. Because Pat has, you know, he tried to discourage the thoughts of Sam 
you know, Sylvester being her, her, her dad, but he either, either she's just not willing to listen or, or he's not being forceful enough and trying to, I don't think the writers are going to go there. Yeah. I think actually the writers are going to not, not have it play out the way other shows would, where it, it has this big impact on her relationship with Pat, but she's actually able to take a step back and realize she isn't entitled to this. Mm-hmm. This isn't her birthright. Yeah. She, she, for some reason, and that's only for the staff to show her and lead her, the, the staff chose her. And yeah. there's something else. And, and hopefully it'll make her stop being such a liar. Yeah. It'll make her be mature and actually be a big sister to Mike. Yeah. And and get her leadership role on. I I, I mean, the the one thing I'll say about Cameron is honestly in a way it's a good thing this whole love thing isn't working out because because that would make her more stereotypical. Yeah. And just, we've seen that before. So I think she's got a lot to do on her own before yeah. we get there. Um we are running out of time. At the end of this episode in this arc we, we, we see it. Brainwave ultimately kills his son because there can only ever be one brainwave on a TV show. And they end the episode with a very slow down version of Robin's Dancing on My Own, which I still think is a weird song choice. But <laughs> <sighs> yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the kids had to die. It had to. Yeah. But it, but it, but it, but it gives, you know. I will say one of the kids had to die and I had to, you know, and, but I think it was necessary because I mean, Courtney learned a little bit from the, you know, from the death of her, her other classmate, um, the magician's son, too much credit, but, but I think the other team members needed that to realize that, Hey, this, 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 this shit's for real. And, yeah, I, I like how they set it up more as a team experience than a Courtney thing. Yeah. That All is right. it for us tonight. Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at S J Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. We will be back on the weekend for a special San Diego Comic Con, um, hopefully a live stream, still working that out. Will is definitely going to tweet out the details, so be on the lookout. And you can find those details on our Twitter, at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.